Hello everyone, I'm Pastor Rick Hawkins of Quest Church in Norman, Oklahoma. I want to thank you all for joining us today. This podcast is going to be informative, insightful, and inspirational for your life. Listen every week because we'll have a special word just for you. Matthew chapter 2, and uh, we're going to go to verse 1. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1, and... We're going to read the whole gospel of Matthew starting there. I'm going to read 12 verses. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and we are come to worship him. We have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, He demanded of the wise men where Christ should be born. Listen what they said. They said unto him in Bethlehem of Judea. Listen what they said. The wise men. It is written by the prophet. And you Bethlehem in the land of Judah are not least among the princes of Judah. For out of you shall come a governor that shall rule my people. These are wise men from the east. These are not Jews. They're not even Pharisees. More than likely, they are from the area of Babylon. But they've been reading scripture. Interesting to me. Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently, what time... Did the star appear? And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for this young child. Look look what he said, young child. He didn't say babe or the baby. He said the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. And when they had heard the king, they departed and lo, Boom, the star, the one they saw in the east, went before them, this is the second time, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And then when they were coming to the house, notice what it says when they were coming to the house. Not the barn, not the manger. When they came where? The house. They saw the young child with Mary and fell down and worshiped him. Very important here. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him what? Gifts. Gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod. 
they departed to their own country another way. Verse 11 says, And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts. I'm going to preach very simply a message entitled this morning, The Gift. I want you to say that to three people around you. Just two words, The Gift. Now, would you be so kind, would you be so kind as to just lift your hands and let me pray for you? The Bible says, lift up holy hands without wrath or doubting. Father, I pray for receptive spirits and hearts today. I pray for fertile ground and not futile ground. I pray that you will break up hard places in the hearts of these, your people. Pray that the incorruptible seed of the word of God will be planted deeply in the soil of their spirit and will produce a harvest a hundredfold. That means you have changed us by the time we leave this building. And that's what we want more than anything. We want you to change us today. Have your way in Jesus name everyone shout praise the Lord high five somebody and tell them it's on in the building and then you can be seated my daughter I believe she was five years old and I had a ranch in the hill country of Texas in Bernie Texas and it was Christmas time it was ever so cold we were out in the pasture. She was shivering. Her little lips were shivering. We were trying to break ice out of water troughs in order to get the horses some fresh water. And suddenly she looked up at me and with shivering lips, she said, Daddy. And I said, yes. And she said, do we live in town? And I said, no, baby, we live in the country. And she looked back at me and she said, well, I guess I'm not getting any gifts. And I said, why would you say that? And she said, because the song says Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> Doesn't say anything about the country. It was a beautiful little moment and that I'll never, ever forget. And trying to convince her that she would still receive gifts was quite the challenge simply because we lived in the wrong place. <laughs> gifts are interesting. You know, you have to be careful when you buy people gifts. Inevitably, some one in this church will buy me a gift this year. And you know what it'll be? It'll be a tie. Because <laughs> that's just what you buy preachers. Here's what the interesting part of that is. It'll probably be a tie I'll never wear. Number one, I don't wear ties much anymore. And number two, a tie is something you pick out for yourself. I didn't say I won't appreciate it. It's the thought that counts. Come on. 
Jovan and I were talking last night about buying gifts. And she said something pretty interesting. She said, I, th I just think it's kind of all silly, you know. We just buy gifts for each other and we get stuff each other all year long. And I said, I agree with you. Put the credit card away. <laughs> Gifts. My mind has been in a constant mode of meditation, I guess you should say, concerning the call of God. How the call of God is the most precious thing in my life. It's dear to me. The fact that God called me. Have you ever thought about what a blessing that is? That God called you. By name. And he called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That you should declare his praise. As a matter of fact, the last two weeks we've spent ample time discussing the call, especially as it relates to Samuel, and I pray you've received something from those messages. This week I prayed and considered what the word would be for this morning. Next week we have an incredible production plan for you that you don't want to miss, but I ask God, what about today? What's the word for today? This scripture came to my mind, Romans eleven twenty nine, For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. So now I'm introduced to the companion of the call. It is incredible the mere fact that God called us is an extravagant thought. He called us. But can you imagine that he not only called you, but he also gifted you. Now think about it. He called you, then he gifted you. And he did it in such a way that he said, I'm doing it without repentance. Denoting the idea that I'll never have a regret about calling you and gifting you and I will never take from you that which I have given you which is your call and your gift. Now you can be crazy, you can get stupid, you can lose your mind but you will always be called and you will always be gifted. What a thought. So let's shift this morning, just for a moment, and I told Josh this morning, I really don't know how this message would go because it's likely that I will not get out of the introduction. Let's shift our thinking just, just for a moment from the call to the gift. Okay? So as I preach today, I just want those two words to journey through your soul, to journey through your spirit, to wander around in your mind. Two words, the gift. Yeah, the gift. 
The word gift is used in 52 verses in the King James Version. Hmm. 52 verses. There are 52 weeks in a year. For every week of the year, God has a Isn't that a powerful thought? In scripture, the word gift has three senses. Gifts that God gives to men. James said it like this, all good and perfect gifts come down from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variableness or shadow of turning. Ephesians chapter 4 says, and he has given unto men gifts. And he talks about the fivefold ministry. If the church could ever get to a place that they would see the office that stands before them as a gift instead of a nuisance, we could get a lot further in our journey with God. Right? Hmm. Gifts that God gives to men and then gifts that men give to men. Gifts that men give to men are oftentimes in the form of a blessing. You're blessed to be a blessing. Here's the challenge. I've discovered that many people give gifts to people in order to ease their conscience for the gift they did not give God. Well, if I just give this person something... Then I've appeased my guilt because I did not bring my tithe to the storehouse. Oh, it got quiet all of a sudden. I don't tithe to the church, but I do give stuff to people, so I'm okay with God. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know how we got there. Let me, let me move on real quick before you get mad at me. The third sense concerning the expression of giving is when we give to God. Gifts that God gives to men, gifts that men give to men, and then gifts that men give to God. Boy, that's a big question, isn't it? The question is, does God need your gift? Justin told me the other day, he said, Dad, I'm in a quagmire. And I said, what's the problem, son? He said, it's the same one I get in every year. I said, what is it? He said, I don't know what to get you for Christmas. He said, how do you get a man that's got everything, anything? And I said, it's the thought that counts. I said, Dustin, a hug is all I want. Three words are good enough for me. I love you. That's a gift to me. God is the same way. God is not asking you to gift him with something you don't have. 
Really all God wants is a gift from you is maybe you to just lift your hands and say thank you. Are y'all hearing what I'm talking about? Maybe all God would require of you is a praise for something he's done for you in your life. Maybe God would say, if you would just worship me with all your heart, that would be a gift to me. Interesting. What gift have you brought to God lately? I'll ask it again just to help you initiate your thinking. What gift have you brought to God lately? The word gift in the Hebrew, stay with me now. We're fixing to go somewhere. Just stay with me. I won't keep you long. The word gift means a present or the present. Gift in the Hebrew, a present or the present. So now I must ask you another question. Not what have you brought God lately, but now. What does your present look like? What does your present look like? Your present is not your past. Your present is not your future. Your present is your now. Your present is your present position. God knew you would be where you are before you got to where you are. God is not asking you for something that you can pull out of your future. The present is not something you can pull out of your past. Really all you can offer God is what you have. Come in this building here. And some of you would sit here and tell me all I have right now is brokenness and strife. All I have is a turbulent soul. All I have is a troubled mind. All I have is a life full of circumstance and sickness and disease and a marriage that's on the verge of a divorce. All I have right now is not something I'm sure he would be interested in. And the thing he is interested in more than anything you can find is where you are living right Right now, God is close to those who are of a contrite spirit and a broken heart. And if you say, all I have is brokenness, that's all I have, Pastor Rick. Give it to him. As a matter of fact, I dare you to lift your hands right now and say, Lord, everything I have, everything I am right now. I give to you. And it's a life that is insufficient. 
It's a life that's not full. I'm not real happy. It's a life full of bad experiences, but I give it to you right now. After all, the root of presentation is present. So I encourage you today, give or present what you have. And when you do, in return, he gives you what you need. My God, I hope you hear me. In other words, if you will give him your brokenness, he will give you wholeness. If you'll bring him your sickness, he'll give you healing. Talk back to me. If you bring him your trouble, he'll give you peace. If you bring him your sadness, he'll give you joy. Where are you right now? What do you have right now? He will never ask you for something you do not have. I've learned this. What I do with my now always determines what I will enjoy in my next. Let me say it again. What I have or what I bring or what I do with my now will determine what I enjoy in my next. If I don't give it to him now, he cannot bring it to me in my next. What do you have right now? A little boy with a few fish and a few loaves of bread. And there's 5,000 adults, not counting children, here. And Jesus said, just bring me what you have now. Because if you give it now, I can multiply it until everyone that is seated is filled. And when I get done, you're going to be picking up baskets of leftovers. If we will learn to give God what we have right now, we will always enjoy more than enough. Stingy ain't never got along with God. Proverbs says the stingy man comes to nothing. Why? Because he gives God nothing to work with. I used to say, and I still believe this to a great degree, there's only two kind of people in the world. There are givers and there are takers. 
You can recognize takers because when you have that family reunion we were talking about a while ago, and it's a potluck deal, takers show up with nothing and leave with three basketfuls of food. Oh, you got those folks in your family too. Two kinds of people, givers and takers. I asked God this morning, what can be done to help people transition from being a taker to a giver? And God told me plainly, you can't do nothing. In God's language, son, you can't do anything. Only I can change a man's heart. Boy, there's nothing more frustrating than going to lunch with about four guys and they bring the ticket to the table and, and he says, um, is, it, is it one ticket or four? And somebody speaks up and says, four. I've never understood that. I'm like, give, give me the ticket. It's going to cost us just about a whole $30. I, I, I think I can pay it. Listen, don't invite people to lunch if you're not paying. Boy, it's getting quiet, but I can, I'm going to say it again. Stop inviting people to lunch and you not pay. The purpose of the invitation is I'm going to buy you. Some people are so tight, they need to carry around a can of WD-40. Because when they reach for their wallet or their pocketbook, you can hear their elbows screeching. <laughs> Praise the Lord, I'm done. Y'all have a great day today. Why is giving, why is gift? And they opened their treasures and gave what? Gifts to him. Proverbs 18, 16, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. A man's gift. One version says judicious, mean, meaning using good sense. Liberality helps a man make his own way through life. Hmm. Gift, a present. Not the present now, let's talk about, let's talk about a present I'm done. Something you give or something you bestow that you have covered and carried for a long time. Your gift would be coming to church today and you've had a rough week but you're going to praise him anyway. Your gift would be Monday through Saturday. I've been through H-E double two picks. But today, I'm going to give God some worship. A man's present. A man's present makes room for him. You can have a gift, and if it's never presented, it has no effect. Preach here, Pastor Rick. 
You can have a gift, and if it's never presented, it has no effect. I remember one time pastoring in a church, and this guy always hung around running sound and doing everything that needed to be done, and he was just a worker. And the one thing we lacked in our church was just a slamming guitar player. I didn't say someone who can play the guitar. That doesn't mean you're gifted. That means you learn to play the guitar. But gifted people can pick up a guitar because they have the gift of playing the guitar, learn to play the guitar, and take it to a level you've never heard before. And one day we're working in the church and he goes over there and picks up a guitar. He starts killing the guitar. I walked over there to him and I said, brother, you are one bad guitar player. Oh, thank you, Pastor Rick. Did you not know that we need a guitar player in the church? He'd been there six months. Josh knows who I'm talking about. I said, we can get another sound man, but you can't find a guitar player everywhere. From that day forward, he started playing guitar. He called it being humble. But he covered up something that we had need of. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying to you? You can have a gift, but it's, if it's never presented it has no effect. Now, the worst thing you can do while I'm on my soapbox is tell people they can sing when they can't sing. And you call yourself being a Christian. No, you being a liar. The worst thing we do is pat people. They get up here and sound like alfalfa, and we tell them, oh, you blessed me. That was so beautiful. You sang so good. No, they did not. They got another gift for another place. I'm preaching better than you saying amen today. Notice that he never says if the gift is huge, you'll have more favor for it. Never says that. He never says that one gift is better than another gift. He just said a man's gift makes room for him and brings him in front of great men. Boy, that's powerful. Here's what I can promise you. There's not one person breathing oxygen in this building right now that does not have a gift. Every one of you have a gift. Your hope and your prayer should always be that someone recognizes it because you can't. Someone will see it when you didn't see it yourself. That was my introduction. And I'm being serious. Should I preach the rest of it? or I think I'll just stop. I think I'll just stop. Really, I'm not saying that to get you to say, no, come on, Pastor, preach. Some of y'all think I say that for you to say, no, no, preach the whole word. But in your heart you're saying, man, I hope he stops right now. 
Can I breeze through three points? Maybe if I leave the poem out, I can get through the three points. Point number one, the seekers and the star. Wise men came from the east, from the east. Were they astrologers or Bible students? Why would you follow a star if you didn't study stars? My opinion is they were both. I believe somewhere in the Babylonian captivity, they heard someone quoting the prophet Isaiah. When Isaiah said, arise and shine for your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. When Isaiah said, the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. I believe somebody told them about that particular scripture. These wise men, if it's three, if it's 12, it's, if it's 200, we don't know how many it was were carried by one word, curiosity. Oh, Lord have mercy. Man, if we could ever get curiosity back in the hearts of God's people where you could get interested again in the things of God that you're so curious that you can't wait to get to church to see what might happen. It wasn't just the star that was calling them. It was the scripture calling them. I've learned something. When you can't follow what you have seen, keep following what you have learned. I'll say it another way. When you can't follow what you have seen, keep following the word that has been spoken. We know it's two years because he said, Kill all the babies two years and younger. That's what Herod said. So that tells me that when the wise men got there, they had been traveling. Chief, look like you're interested, so I'm going to talk to you. You're curious. It looks like to me that they've been traveling two years. Or why would Herod say kill all the babies two years and younger? It took them two years of following something that they could see sometimes and they couldn't see it at other times. But the word said there shall be a star. And they kept following what they read what they heard, what they learned. And sometimes you've got to learn to journey toward God based on what you have heard, what you have learned, and what you have read. Woo! Notice what they said when they got there. We have come to worship him. Herod is concerned not just about what they said they saw, but what they said they came to do. Boy, I'm preaching now. He's concerned, not about just what they said they saw, but because of what they said they came to do. When they said we have come to worship him, things changed. The enemy will always attack those with the intention of worship. I'll say it another way. The enemy will always zero in on people that came to worship. In other words, if you're just here to be here, 
and you're not a real worshiper, the devil ain't worried about you. He's worried about people that will worship because people that will worship will always find their way. People that will worship will always find their way. If you're not going to worship, don't expect to see anything else. But the moment you open your mouth and you begin to worship God, God's going to start showing you a way when there was no way. God's going to start providing you avenues you've never seen before. That's why we're so adamant about don't just come. But come and worship him. I'm going to give you 15 sanctified seconds to worship him. Hey! Watch it. When they saw the star, the Bible says they rejoiced. But watch this here, Vicky. When they saw the sun, they worshiped. When you get a vision, rejoice. But when you see Jesus, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding joy. But when they saw the sun, they fell down and worshiped. We got too many people looking for where you going and not enough people looking for who's going to get you there. I came by to tell you, if you will worship him, he will get you there. I love the Message Bible because it says, when they saw him, they opened their luggage. They opened their luggage. Guess what all of us have in this building? Baggage. Everybody in here got a past. Everybody in here got some luggage. We all have baggage. And at some point, you're going to have to learn to open it to God. I'm going to say it again. At some point... You're going to have to learn to open it. I dare you say open. open. Say it again. Open. Shout it. Open. Quit being so closed. <laughs> you not remember the boy that was deaf and dumb. He couldn't hear. He couldn't speak. And Jesus put his fingers in his ears and he didn't say speak. He said be opened. Good God, have mercy. You know why people don't receive? Because they're closed. Have you ever heard the science of posture? When you're talking to someone and they're like this, what does it mean? They're closed. Some of y'all just put your hands But it also tells you that someone who has their hands by their side and they're leaning into you, they are what? They are receiving. Too many people come to church 
clothes. You got your baggage. I don't want God to see what's in my luggage. I don't want God to see what I've been carrying. I don't want to show. I don't want the people to see it. You can't get help until you get. They opened their luggage and gave gifts to him. In your baggage, there's a gift somewhere. Are y'all hearing what I'm telling you? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. I'm going to stay away from my notes. They presented unto him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And the Bible says that were fit for a king. Here's the thing about all three of those gifts. Not one of them can be presented until they are processed. Why would you present gold that hadn't been through the fire? Why would you pre present frankincense that's not been burned? Why would you present myrrh, which means bitterness, until you've been through a season that could have made you bitter? I can't present this to him because I'm bitter about it. That's what God wants. Talk back to me. If you could ever get into the mind of the divine apothecary, he has a way of mixing all things together. Whew. The bitter, the bad, the process, the fire, and getting the best worship out of you that you could ever possibly bring him. If you've been through anything in your life, can you give a gift to God today and just start worshiping him? They fell down and they worshiped him and they opened their treasure and presented gifts to him. Presented gifts to him. Presented gifts to him. I'm sorry I didn't go from my notes. I'm done. The last verse I read to you today said these words. And being warned of God in a dream not to return to Herod, they went home another way. You will never come and present your gift to him no matter what kind of baggage you brought it in and leave the same way you came in. You will leave another way.